Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I'm glad you're here and hope your week is going well. Pam and Ricky join me today. And of course, we are answering your listener questions. And we get some questions about getting from Walt Disney World or Orlando International Airport over to Port Canaveral if you're taking a Disney cruise, especially maybe pre-scheduling an Uber or a Lyft, our experiences with that. We also talk about spicing up a Walt Disney World trip if you're lucky enough to get to go often and you're looking to do things beyond the theme parks. We also discuss what Universal might be thinking to get Zelda into the theme parks over there with the success over the past few days of the new video game, which you may or may not be playing, but it's pretty hot. I'm not playing it, but I know most people are and there's thoughts. We talk about that on today's show. And we talk about annual pass holder perks coming to AP holders here next month. This and much more on today's podcast. As always, don't forget our show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip for no additional cost to you. And you're going to get the best deals out there. I promise you that. And many times get some booking bonuses along the way too. Check them out today over at the Magic for Less. Com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. One extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It really does help us out, so please use it as often as you can. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You keep us on the air. You make all this possible. And our patrons get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage Welcome to episode 2,287 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. Thanks so much for joining us here in our new locations. We are now broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube, as always, as we record the shows, but now also on Twitter at BeOurGuestMike and on Twitch. Just search for the Be Our Guest podcast. Yes, we made an account on Twitch about five years ago. I didn't know what was going on with it. It just sat there. But we are now using it. So we have a new platform. So if you want to join us live as we record, just subscribe to the show on Twitch. Just search for the Be Our Guest podcast. You'll get a notification. We'd love to have you over there as well. We're broadcasting in HD over there. You probably don't want to see us in HD, but you can. It's totally up to you. I don't advise it, but you can. Anyway, we're going to be answering your list of questions. Having a good time today. Joining me from themouseforless.com, we have Ricky. Ricky, happy Wednesday. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. Um, you know, just uh, getting ready to to go back to the grind. I uh, I, I start work again uh, here next week. So it's going to be crazy actually getting back into, uh, you know, the working world once again. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. You know, that's, yeah. you, you've uh, had your maternity break there. and, and uh, It is and, not a break, let me tell you. Well, I, mean, you're, you're not, yeah, it's, uh, I, I get that. I remember those days. I didn't know if it was 3.28 a.m. or p.m. when I stayed home with yeah. Pam, with Mallory. Yeah, exactly. That. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that'll be a, yeah. It's actually kind of nice to get back on a schedule, you know. Yeah, I think that'll be good for all of us involved. Yes, me, Brian, Lucy, everybody will 
much, much appreciate a schedule. Although Lucy's on a pretty good schedule of her nighttime stuff already. So we're good there too. Good stuff. Yeah. She tells us, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> she already things. tells us. She's like, mom, I am done. Let's go to bed. <laughs> I, Good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to say way. Night, you know, yeah. 10 o'clock news hits. Mike goes to bed. It's time to hit it. Anyway, also joining us, we have the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam, what's going on? Almost podcast cruise time. <laughs> no, it is almost podcast cruise time. <laughs> I know. That was a uh, an incoming phone call. <laughs> I was like, well, what's going on? Because we're on a new platform and it's got all kinds of bells and whistles. I know, like, right? What did I click? <laughs> Too funny. But yes, it's all. I, I, what is the countdown? I know you said it was like forty some days. It's but. on the screen behind me. So just oh wait, is that hang on? It's going by. Oh, we just missed it. it it'll go by again. We just missed <laughs> so it right there. Wait for it to go yeah. around again. It's like in the forties. I know this is when time starts moving really quickly. Yes, though. tell me about but it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh oh yeah okay yes that so anyways yes um. Lots of good stuff, though. We're working on some good stuff for everyone to sort of be able to get together. But I'm just most excited about being back on the ship. And I've been on the Wish a couple times already, but I'm still like, I want to go back to the ship. I want to go back to the ship. So Scott and I were having Scott and I were having a discussion on Sunday night at the Colin show, I think. Or maybe we we're just having a discussion offline, but I can't remember. But either way. We are we are very much alike when it comes to Disney and both of us have really tried to stay spoiler free on the ship. Like I've I've you know, I that's I've, me, too. I've tried to. Right. Yeah. I, I've learned what I need to for my guests. Right. Like deck plans. Like I know there's two right. elevator bays rather than three. Like I know the stuff that I need to know. But like I haven't watched like point of view videos of the. The, you know Same. the the, uh, the water ride I, I can't remember the name of it because that's how spoiler free i'm trying to stay because that's the aqua mouse the aqua mouse and what scott yeah. said and this is exactly the point that i'm i'm excited for and he's exactly right this is why i'm trying to stay spoiler free is that there are very few disney experiences where you can kind of go in when you get to the point that you're listening to a disney podcast like ours or you know you're putting on a show like ours that you can yep. go in and have you know, a surprise and yes. the Disney wish is going to be one of those experiences for me, you know, because you go on the fantasy and the dream, they're very similar, you know, the aesthetic right. are a little bit different, but the wish is different enough that I've, I've made it to this point, you know, I've made it inside of 50 days. I've and, made it this far. <laughs> and like, I'm super excited because the atrium is going to look different. Like I, I yeah. you know, I saw the renderings and I've seen, you know, photos and stuff, you know, here and there, but I haven't, watched like vlogs and blogs and I've stayed away from that stuff intentionally because I want a spoiler free as possible experience. And Pam, I mean, that's, that's one of those things, even though we have, we have over a hundred folks sailing with us. I, you know, I, I hope to be like a kid in a candy store going on the wish there on July 3rd. <laughs> I think you will be. I think there's a lot to see. I think you absolutely won't see it all because I've been on the ship, as I said, a couple times and I still have not. There are things that I have not done or seen that I really wanted to do. Um, I, I like the ship and everyone gets to um, choose, you know, the ships that they like the best. Um, Hannah was teaching me a little phrase that she um, 
you know, teaches her kids a little bit. I think probably as adults, this would be a uh, decent phrase for us to use in general practice because I thought it was kind of a good idea. She's like, don't yuck anybody's yums. So um, I was like, Interesting. I like it. I think that it, as a society, we may want to use that. Um, and it's not to say everyone has to agree. It's just you don't have to make someone feel bad about the things that they love. So everyone gets to choose the ships that they like the best. For me, The Wish is my favorite ship. And I've said this from the beginning. It is not hype. Like, I, I, you know, I say how I feel when I don't like something or I do like something. I do like the ship. It's my favorite. If I had a choice to go on any Disney ship, I would choose The Wish. So, and I know that other people feel the same and some people don't. So the only way you'll know what your yum is in terms of the ship is to experience it. So I'm really looking forward to getting back on the ship and I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. I mean, if you love the magic, that's your favorite ship, by all means, love it. Yeah. You know, I, so far, I don't know. Like, I think right, you know, because I haven't been on the Wish yet. The Fantasy is my favorite ship right now. And I think it's because, like, it's a seven-nighter, you know, and I'd put me out as far, as long as I could be on a ship, the better. Um, <laughs> yes. And I like different aspects of the Fantasy. Just, uh, But I like the, you know, I, I like the bigger ship. I like the Dream, too. So it's just aesthetics. I don't know, but the Wish has a lot of things. And the funny thing is, like, we're at that point where Mallory is, like, watching all the videos. So every night at dinner. She's like, dude, did you know? And you're trying I'm to like, close your eyes, right? Stop <laughs> it. You know, no, because I, I won't watch the videos, but she's always like, did you know you can do? I'm like, yes, I did know. She's like, did you know you get Mexican food? I'm like, I do know that. Yes, I do know that. Did you know that? Yeah, I do know that. Yes, I I do know. Don't show me. Knock it off. Like, but, I, you know, I'm excited that it's hard to get, you know, a 15 year old girl excited, you know, about a vacation with your parents. Right. But so it does make me happy. And so we're going to have fun. So anyway, let's get on to the, so that that's coming up here shortly. Rob's got a question here. He's tuned in live on YouTube, which I love that we can see where everybody's watching us today as we record. He says, I'm looking right. to stay on site for the entire month of February, wow. otherwise known as the Pam Forrester philosophy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the, the abandoned, yes. the abandoned Pittsburgh in the worst month um, of the year yes, philosophy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he says, anyone have any experience, Pam Forrester, uh, tips or tricks. So, Pam Forrester, help Rob out as he uh, abandons his hometown for February of 2024. So, Rob, I, you know, the things that sort of played into our decision as we were thinking about sort of an extended stay is that I really wanted um, some kind of kitchenette um, location. So I would be looking at one of the deluxe villa properties, at least for part of the time um, to stay there so that you could... I mean, we, I will tell you straight up, um, other than breakfast, there was not a meal cooked in that area, <laughs> but I think like breakfast is sort of one of those meals where it's like, especially if you're working from there too, we were sort of doing a work from a different location, not from home, but, um, a work from what our home was at the time. And so that was kind of nice to just sort of ease into the day, have that kind of thing set up I've, as I've mentioned before. I am not a fan of the breakfast at any resort location. It's just because I am a creature of habit. I like to have the same thing for breakfast every morning. I like my coffee made the way I want to make it. Um, I am boring when it comes to breakfast. So when I roll up and like my choice is the bounty platter, which has three different things that I'm not going to eat and the what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, oh, I'm not yucking now. on it. 
bunch of that's the, <laughs> dude, that is the midwestern dream is what the bounty platter could be called it's potatoes eggs and some kind of a meat you know bacon right? or sausage good lord that's perfect and I'm not that's how god that. intended you to get up and eat so like that kind of thing was sort of um important to me and it may be important to you too um we still do have some of those um you know the studio i think has a kitchenette which i think is probably good for most people's um wants and needs if you're if this doesn't matter to you then ignore my advice completely really and truly um do that i think for us too another thing that was important is we did kind of want to experience a few different resorts when we were there i didn't want to be at the same one for the whole time so maybe you break that into chunks of time that you want to sort of bounce around and i think it gives you that kind of option too it feels like a new vacation when you change right. into a new resort i was like it uh, we were here and now we're here and it's like it's starting all over again so i love that and um the best piece of advice is if you're going to be resort hopping you're going to want to go from your most desired resort at the end of your trip. Put that at the end of your trip. Um, otherwise, you know, there can be some, oh, okay. <laughs> I was at, oh, I was at this resort that I loved and now I'm at You're yucking resort. on your yeah. own yum, apparently. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're like, I, I, I put that in the wrong order. Um, I didn't do that right. No, that's a good tip. And so he says that Rob follows up. He's going to be doing two weeks in a, in a DVC resort, which is going to be great. So that's going to take care probably of the kitchenette, you know, or, you know, someplace to prepare meals. Yes. And I think, you know, I mean, unless you're, you know, very lucky, you will have to work. So you need to think about your workspace. Like you said, you know, you're going to have a place within your, you know, it, you can work at Pop Century. I mean, I've done it, you know, you just yes. got to be creative, but it's a lot easier to work in a villa. You know what I'm saying? You could set up, you know, in the kitchen area. You could have, yes, you could leave your is. workstation set was. up rather than going to the food court or finding a yes. quiet place. You know? And Steve and I were both working. So we both needed space where we weren't talking, you know, when the other person was on camera. And there's so much done on Zoom at this point that um, I think that really sort of figured into where we wanted to stay too. It did make for some interesting backgrounds, I think, during Zoom um, kind of meetings <laughs> to get there um but yeah you know in the end we really enjoyed it and we're both so fortunate that we can work from wherever we are we're fortunate and unfortunate i think is the being able to work from wherever you are because when you can work from wherever you are you tend to work wherever you are and more often than you should but um it was totally worth it and i would do it again in a second all right, question from Matt, who is actually right across the river here in St. Louis, getting ready to sail with Disney Cruise Line, one of our great guests here at the Magic for Less, and we really appreciate that. It says, for transportation from Walt Disney World to Port Canaveral and back, has anyone pre-booked an Uber? I've never taken Uber. We've taken, um, uh, we've done uh, like Happy Limo and another car service uh, with no issues. We <laughs> Well, one time. <laughs> I think that was the time we did the 12-night cruise. We did the back-to-back. -back. We did the seven-nighter with the five-night podcast cruise, and we had so much luggage, and we all shared a limo. Remember that, Pam? Were you in that limo with us? I think you were, right? <laughs> I can't remember. Did I block this? <laughs> so remember we had so many people in the limo, and we had so much luggage. The luggage was sitting in our laps in the limo. You don't remember oh, that? Gosh. I'm pretty sure you were no. in there. It was either there or the gardener's. We had, we had so much luggage. Like Everybody had to have like suitcases in their lap in a limo. It was not luxurious. It was 
terrible. It was just practical at that point. We we're just trying to get to the oh, to the port. Now I will say, because I'd never pre-booked an Uber, but I did do that when I was at Disneyland in April um, for that media thing. When I came back on April first, and I had to catch my Uber like at three o'clock in the morning because my flight was at six, and yeah. I was super scared that I wasn't going to get an Uber. It was actually a Lyft. Um, but I was like, dude, what if nobody shows up at three in the morning? Cause you know me, like normal people are asleep at three in the morning. Like, is somebody going to be awake to pick me up at three in the morning? So I scheduled it on the app ahead of time. Like I think you do it 24 hours ahead of time. Bam. It tells you the guy, you know, the person's name is going to pick mm -hmm. you up and they were there right on time. So I, it works. I mean, it worked at Disneyland. I would say it would work at Walt Disney world. Ricky, you have any experience with that down there? Lifts or Ubers, like pre-scheduled? Uh, not with pre-booking, no. It worked I've fine at Disneyland. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Pam, I mean, you guys usually rent a car, right? Or how do you guys get to the port? Do you guys drive yourself? Um, No, we've been taking transportation lately. Um, And the other thing is, too, that I have known two people who pre-booked an Uber at different times and the Uber did not show really? up. I guess I got, I got lucky. Uh, I so <laughs> I am, and maybe those are two like one-offs, right? Never to be repeated again. Hopefully there'll be 800 people who come along and say, I pre-book all the time and it works great. It just did not work for them. And so now that has scared me to death. So I choose a private car transportation whenever possible. Um, because I, I, that just makes me feel a bit more secure. Yeah. I don't blame you on that. I would too. <laughs> if, if it hadn't shut up twice. Yeah. I would. I'm so glad I didn't know the story when I was at the Disneyland hotel, yeah, get up yeah, at three yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning. Cause I had to get home that day. Like I wanted to, I had so much to do and it was April 1st. Like that'd have been the total April fool's joke that I didn't miss my flight. Oh man. Mm. Okay. Jason is tuned in live on Facebook, says, first time staying at Art of Animation. Any suggestions to add to our room re reservation locations? We're staying there because of Skyliner access for sure. Okay, first of all, you got it. If you're staying family suites, the, the, the room categories are going to kind of determine, especially at Art of Animation. Little Mer If you're staying in a standard room, you're in Little Mermaid, and you're going to be down on that far end because that's just where all the Little Mermaid rooms are. Um, kind of down across from the fifties at pop century. Uh, if you are staying in a general family suite, which is one of the options you can book at art of animation, you can be assigned to any of them. So you can put a request on for any of them, but you can be assigned to any as well. So that'd be lion King cars or finding Nemo. Um, but if you, and then you can book, obviously look at your reservation. Most likely if you're in a family suite, you already you are already booked into one of the themes of Finding Nemo, Lion King, or Cars, and that will have you assigned to one of those three areas. The good news is you're going to be close to the Skyliner at any of those. I mean, even so, Little Mermaid rooms are the furthest from the Skyliner station, but it's not bad. It's really not that bad at all. I mean, it's a little bit of a hike, but I mean, I've stayed in them with no problems. Ricky, have you ever stayed at Art? That is one of the resorts I haven't stayed at. That's a value. I think I've I've stayed at every single one except for Art of Animation. Yeah, so that's that's the the lone wolf in my yeah, category. I mean, yeah, yeah, Pam. So, it, I mean, there's I wouldn't say there's any issue at Art at all for getting to the Skyliner access. I don't think so either. I mean, even it's funny. Um, I know for a while there when the Little Mermaid when Art of Animation first opened up people were like the little mermaid is the furthest from the main building so we walked it like probably 10 times 
And I kept walking it and kept walking it because it really is less than a five minute walk. And I kept wondering, what am I missing here and that? And I guess I think it's just sort of our interpretation of things, right? At the end of the night, or if you're carrying kids or if you've been walking all day, it does seem far, but it's really not that far. Um, and the access to the Skyliner is pretty much in the middle of the resort. Um, so if you're staying at um, one of the Finding Nemo rooms, which is the preferred view, yeah. you're going to be right there by it. But none of them are really that far away. So all of it's good stuff. Um, I think the only thing that every now and then people make a request for is maybe to have a view of um, Hourglass Lake. Um, if possible from their, it's not really your room. It's from the balcony near your room. Mm -hmm. So, but other than that. Yeah. I would say the equivalent of the walk to the little mermaid rooms would be like the walk to the nineties at pop century or the fifties, depending on which mm -hmm. way you're going. Probably. I think the most distant rooms and I, to me, it seems further to the nineties than the fifties. I think you're right. Do you think maybe I, I, like I, that one it building, feels, it seems like it, it might be a little further. Too. I don't know why it, feels, it seems more. No, it feels further to me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Uh, it's just me. Okay, a couple quick questions. Uh, Alfred's asking, on cruises, do you get pass holder discounts? I wish, but no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no on that. Um, so uh, Andrew's got a good question. Our good buddy Andrew on Facebook. Thoughts on Poseidon's Fury closing over at Islands of Adventure? Pam, I've, I didn't do that ever. Oh, wow. So it was very like sort of campy, like very predictable. I think it had sort of a cult following. I will say my favorite part of Poseidon's Fury was they had this water tunnel that you walked through. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, it really was. It was a really cool special effect. And it was really sort of a show. It sort of moved you through these different rooms and you were watching all of that. Um, I really wish in some ways that Universal would have um, gotten um, the ability to work with that Rick Riordan series, which is all about the Greek gods and, and all of that. I think they would have done a fantastic job about it, um, but they didn't. Disney actually owns the rights to be able to work with that, and it'll be interesting to see if they ever use those. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to expand the Wizarding World over there, and that would be kind of a cool thing. I can see that doing it, but it's a huge footprint. It really was a humongous show building um there it's just a big space and it's, it is located very close to the wizarding world so i think that um we might see some of that which would be really really exciting um i i think anytime we have you know the ability to um have two competing theme park destinations you know, sort of competing against each other and trying to one up each other. I think that that's a cool thing. And I think it can only be good for all of us who love the theme parks. So anyways, um, and the Rick Riordan series that I, that was escaping me was the Percy Jackson series. Um, and there's been um, a movie or two from it, but I think it just had a lot of potential to sort of fit into that yeah, space because it was so you know, a part of that, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what universal does. I mean, I cannot be more excited about the expansion that's taking place over there and um, really looking forward to the new theme park that's coming, the new hotels that are coming. Um, all of that, I think is just a big, big deal. Could, could they throw some Nintendo in that spot though, to get a little uh, Nintendo in that park? It's coming. I mean, it's coming. 
Halloween. Definitely coming to Epic for sure. Well, I mean, obviously um, there, but I mean, I would think they would want to, you know, obviously that's going to be that park, but I would think they would want to have a little bit of Nintendo, especially with the success of the movie in every park, right? To, you know, that, that way you got some park to park. It really would. It, it, it has some park it, to park synergy as Disney would call it. It would be, sure. I would be curious to see how they would do it too. Cause like, you know, I, I'm assuming that they're probably going to lean pretty heavy into the Mario world. Think about the energy of that new game that just came out, Tears well, of the Kingdom. The, the Zelda game, Zelda game, you know yeah. what? That would be perfect in there, really in, and the, in the epic or in the area that in for Poseidon. Poseidon yeah, yes, be, and I, I know be. nothing about Zelda. I've just listened yes. to a lot of podcasts, and I know that is no. the hottest thing over the last seventy-two hours. Yeah, a hundred percent, it is. Um, you know, I think that that would be a perfect thing in there and if they decided to take you know nintendo world out and about it would be really cool it would i would love to see i think that it's there you know to expand nintendo world like you said mike to have a little bit in each park just like in the wizarding world that there's there'll be a little bit in each park it is so popular and i love the way that it kind of pulls everybody in there are so many gamers um, that I, I think that that's a cool part of it too. So Zelda would absolutely fit in that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are saying that's the greatest video game of all time. I mean, it's been out like wow. like three days, four days at this point. It's crazy. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I got a Switch sitting right five feet from me and <laughs> I just play golf on it, you know, and I, I subscribe to the thing where I can get, you know, Super Mario, like the original Mario Brothers, you know, like the old, the old like NES games on it. That's what I play on it. So in Tetris. So I'm not into the new games. I'm, I'm old. Okay, good question, Andrew. Great. I mean, he's bringing it today so we can uh, have some good comments. All right, Julie's got a question. Do annual pass holders get a discount on day tickets for other visitors? My daughter has an annual pass. We wondered if she got a discount on tickets for me and my husband. I wish. That would be nice. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, unfortunately. And no um, like discounts on anything with with that with tickets for with annual pass holders but kind of sad. but but there is a coming in june picture. annual pass holders are going to get appreciated we are How about hooray that? i mean you're going to get a, you're going to get a spot to cool down and rest you you're, are you're going to get a rest area it's, it's almost like you're going to get like Coming up in seven miles, rest area. <laughs> Only for annual pass holders, though. Rest area. You can you could use the restroom and you can get some Cheez-Its and a Probably. bottle of water. Yeah. No, I don't know what it's going to be, but there are going to be rest areas. It's going to be a magnet. They're saying figment. Yeah. Um, for I know. Annual pass holders. I got to figure out how I'm going to get down there. I got one. I have a. I have like ten figment annual pass holder magnets from the last time they did them. Oh, um, from, yeah. they did them already. Like they. Well, yeah, but now they're design yeah i mean I'm sure it'll be a new design yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and what was the other thing they're going to do that they're going to discount snack of course they're going to have a cupcake i mean duh, it'll be a cupcake it'll be a cupcake they're going to do discounts and you know they've uh, kind of gone away from the cupcake <laughs> trend cupcake. though i cupcake. mean they really have they, they've done a few other things so they've gone away from the cupcake cupcake trend cupcake. for sure it's going to be a cupcake i'll <laughs> 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 watch it's, speaking oh. of snacks Catherine's coming in hot with a question. Have you all done the campfire s'mores at the resorts? Looking for things to do at the resorts, Riv, and other relaxing things on our rest day besides the pool. So when I was down for the 10 miler, they were doing the s'mores thing at Pop Century. And I was staying at, in the 60s building. My room was right there looking over the s'mores pit right there by the Corvette thing where nice. Goofy stands in the surfboard. 
Yes. Yeah. Dude, I almost went down there, but I was like a guy by myself and like it was all like kids and stuff and I didn't want to be like a creeper. But man, I wanted one. I was I, I and I'm not even like a big s'mores eater, but they just look so good. Like I saw everybody just it looked like like a scene out of the sandlot. You know, I was like, dude, I need a s'more. And I think that's a great idea. Pam, I think it's one of the better things Walt Disney World does at the resort. Stuff like this. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of back to basics kind of fun. Um I think that we all sort of appreciate those. It really makes you slow down and it takes a little bit of time to cook a marshmallow properly without just shoving it in the middle of the fire and having it catch on fire and flinging it away around to try to get the flames out. I mean, you know, you need Dear to- God, it's on fire now! <laughs> right? <laughs> a little flame and ball of sugar that you fling at other people. <laughs> I mean, that seems safe, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yes, no, but I mean, it is really, I think that so many of us remember things like that when we were kids, right? A campfire where you made some s'mores. I mean, that's pretty much the definition of a good evening when you're younger um, and even as you get older. So I think to be able to take our kids there or our friends there and to hang out and do it is a fun thing too. So absolutely do that. There's a whole movies under the star evening too that takes place at the resorts. When you check in and get that listing of the activity schedule, that's something that you can do too. And um I, I love that too. There's something about a movie outside. Yes. I, agree. Uh, I mean, it is, it's right? Like a, it's like a mini, it's like a mini drive-in without cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. And you're at Walt Disney World, so all the better. Um, and I think one of the best ways to enjoy a movie under the stars is to take like a good snack with you that you picked up at the uh, quick service location before you head there. So that's a good thing. Um, and really the resorts are full of activities throughout the day. Like you could not go into a park and go to the pool area or um, some of the other resorts have like really specific like sort of activities the Riviera does. You'll be able to go into that. There's a little room that's downstairs on the lower floor where they have things. You can make pottery pieces. You can do um, artwork. You pay a nominal fee for some of them. Sometimes you're designing a t-shirt or whatnot. But you could not go into a park and have something to do all throughout the day. Um, what you'll probably want to do is hang out by the pool area. There's going to be activities there that people can participate in all day long. So it's, um, you know, the the Disney resorts are a fun place to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, 90% of the guests don't don't do any of those things or even know that they're accessible. Like we've talked about this a few times, like, you know, Coronado Springs has like a ceramics and it's only on a certain days. But there's a ceramics thing you can you can make out of a mosaic thing, you know, like a mosaic thing making yes. thing a couple of days a week. How cool is that? Like I know over at Animal Kingdom one time we're staying at the lodge and you could do like a tie dyed shirt that, you know, yes. had like some kind of like a like they used like, you know, earthy colors and it almost looked like a like a tiger print or like a leopard print when it came out. I mean, you know, for the Tampa, I remember one time we were doing a meetup and this was the loudest meetup in the history of meetups. I don't know why we did it there, but we did it at the solarium over at the beach club villas. Were you guys there that day? Mike bank had put it together. God love Mike. He's on Hawaii and he's living his best life on social media, by the way. Love Mike. Um, but we all met up at the, like a marathon weekend at the solarium. There was like a hundred runners and podcast <laughs> listeners out there. And it was, everybody's trying to talk to each other. It was like the loudest elementary school class uh, cafeteria in the history of the world. But in there, God bless the, I don't know, like the lifeguards, whoever who were in there, cause it was too cold to swim. 
they were they were doing like like you said, Pam, like ceramics where you could like buy like a little five dollar porcelain thing and either paint it or I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Dude, Mallory's like, I don't want to go to Epcot. Like, I just want to sit here and do like you know, five dollar ceramics. <laughs> right? Like, like, dude, we came to Walt Disney World. Like, we can go on Soarin' and, and like test track. Nope, she wanted to paint an elephant. And I mean, there were all the kids. We couldn't get them out of there. That's the craziest thing. Yeah, I know. And I think it's stuff like that, that your kids will surprise you or whoever you're traveling with. It doesn't have to be your kids. Like say, I mean, there are definitely been times I've been with my parents and they've surprised me at something that they wanted to do instead of whatever I thought they would want to do. Or if you go with first timers, it's funny, the things that they will be like, I'm really looking forward to this. And I thought, well, I've never thought of it like that. So um, it's, you know, taking advantage of everything that your resort has to offer is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's today I got an email from Disney Media. I'm, I'm on this media list for um, the guy who's in charge of Disney Golf, like WW Golf for Disney. Mm-hmm. And they're hosting in June the national, is it the national or world championships for foot golf over on, on the, the, little, the Oak Trail course? Because they have foot golf there. And so... Paige didn't even know about this. Like Paige is a really good soccer player and you know, she played like varsity all four years of high school and then she could have played in college, but she decided to go to Mizzou and she couldn't play there because it's too big. But we're going down obviously for a couple of days before the cruise and we're not going to have tickets. I will, but the girls won't. So we're just going to hang out, you know, the resort and stuff. And I was, I told her, I was like, dude, we should go play nine holes of foot golf. Like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, she'd love that. But she didn't know it was there. You know, we're staying at Coronado, just catch an Uber over to the, course and yeah kick it around for nine holes i mean she killed she would kill me and like if i tried to kick a soccer ball for nine holes oh my god i wouldn't be able to walk for the whole cruise so i don't know about that if that's a good idea or not but she would get a kick out of it but i'm just thinking <laughs> god i should not have volunteered that because i'd like swing in my leg that many times oh, oh. <laughs> it's gonna be your hip i know dude <laughs> Because, I mean, have you ever tried to kick something? Like, would you have a kicked anything for, like, 10 years? Oh, my God. After I, I told her that, and I'm thinking, later on, like, she went to Dairy Queen with the dog, like, to grab, pick up lunch, and I'm like, oh, dude, why did I even volunteer that? <laughs> if she says yes, I'm not going to be able to walk. Anyway, Kevin's got a question. If you could pick any one Disney experience, for example, behind the seats, go to see the Utilidors, up close with rhinos, etc., non-VIP for a day, what would you choose? Ricky, pick one experience, like a tour. What would you pick? I would do Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom, which would include the Utilidors. All right, Pam, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm absolutely thinking it would be one of the tours, too. Um, I really liked, and I don't think they brought it back last year, and I'm really hoping we see it this time, the Yuletide tour. Um, I That was one of... I think because I love Christmas a lot. Um, my house sort of explodes with Christmas um, during that time of year. And I think it would be really cool to see how Disney does it so well. I mean, I'm guessing here's in my mind what I'm guessing because it's a pain to pull out the trees I have in my house. They wrap their trees, I think, and I think then just do. do that. So I'm like thinking, how can I, I want to have a behind the scenes tour and I'm asking questions like, how do you wrap yep. them without damaging things? How do you attach the ornaments? Like, I want to know this. I want there to be a staging area in my basement so that my trees can be down there and wrapped so that I don't have to spend the time each year. Yeah, see, I, that actually, I was going to pick the Christmas tour as well because I've done, I've done behind, I've done, um, 
uh, Keys to the Kingdom twice. That's how much I like it. I love it. It's like I geek out going to the Utility Wars. I've done it twice. I've done this uh, the Steam Train tour. I've done that one. I've done yeah. Undiscovered World Showcase. That one was really cool. I did that. I was the only one on that except for a couple that didn't speak English. And so it was like a private tour. It was really cool. Um, let's see. I've done, there was one called Marceline to the Magic Kingdom, which was kind of like behind, uh, kind of like Keys to the Kingdom, but they, they tied it in more to like Main Street and Tomorrowland and talked a lot about Marceline, how the stuff was there. I haven't done the ones at Animal Kingdom, which I would like to do. Those would be fun, but I'm a huge Christmas nut. So you're right. I'd like to do that. That'd be fun. It would be. Yeah. The ones yeah. at Animal Kingdom sound really interesting, though, I have to admit. Like, they do sound really kind of cool to learn more about the animals. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would go for those. I just think they'd be hot. <laughs> like, I, I'm a Christmas guy. Give me a cold one. Okay. Next question is from uh, Candace. Says annual pass question for the crew. Uh, now that annual passes are available again, I had a question about converting uh, multi-day tickets into an annual pass. Uh, let's see. If we're not Florida residents, can we still convert multi-day tickets into an annual pass when we arrive for the trip? Thinking about 2024, and is that a consideration? And that might be a consideration for us. So, Pam, can we do that with 2024? Like, if somebody has a seven-day ticket, can they pay the difference? Like back in the old days, to during the trip, convert to an you annual can. pass. You can. So you would have to do it before. Um your last day of use on that ticket. And you need to know that your annual pass is going to start as of the first day that you went into a park utilizing that ticket. So those are the two caveats on that. And just be aware that there's only certain annual passes that are available to guests who aren't Florida residents. So that's another thing that you're going to want to keep in mind. All right. Sounds good. And we've got another question here. It says out of the ordinary Disney world visits and says, Hey Mike, I've been listening to the podcast for almost a year and love it. I'm a longtime Disney lover. And this podcast helps me feel connected when I can't be at Walt Disney world. I've been visiting Disney since 1975 and have been, let's see. And having been teachers, my husband and I bought, brought our children every February vacation for many years. Now that they're grown, I visit at least twice a year. And like you, I have run in several Disney half marathons and marathons. At 65, I'm still excited to visit Disney World as often as I can. But although I love them, I don't need to go to the parks every time. I love to resort hop, hang out at Disney Springs, go on transportation adventures. And on my next visit, I plan to spend the day at Magic Kingdom going through all the shops, looking at different exhibits, and poking around places I normally wouldn't go in. I may or may not do one of the tours. Here's my question. Can you suggest other different adventures people can do that are less heard of and unusual both in and out of the parks? Thanks, Mike. From Martha. So we kind of just talked about that. Some of those those things that uh, Kevin just brought up would be great things. Tours like that. Um, man, she nailed it, though. Like tra transportation. Um, out of the way restaurants, which we're going to kind of talk about some, some sleeper counter service restaurants on Friday show, Pam, what kind of came to your mind? Cause she's right. I mean, she's been going so long that <laughs> it's not about the theme parks at that point. It's about just the, the exploring the hidden treasures of Walt Disney world. I know. And I think, um, so one of the things that we try to do is on every trip, we try to do something, be it a restaurant, be it a room category type, be it 
Um, I don't want to say attraction because I don't know that there's any attractions that we haven't done, but we try to do something we have not done. Um, so that is the, um, something that I'd sort of focus in on there. Is there a restaurant you haven't been to? Is there a restaurant that you've been to, but you wanted to give it another shot, you know, or is there a restaurant that you have been to, but they've completely changed their menu, which does happen too. So we try to do that. I also really sort of hone in on the live entertainment that's in the parks. Mm. Um, because when you really deep take a deep dive into that, there's things that either we haven't seen in a while or we haven't ever seen and because it's newer. And I think that's the way the My Disney Experience app really does do a good job of helping you sort of explore that. You actually use that little um, locator button that we've talked about in the past. It's sort of a teardrop, raindrop. We need a better name for this drop of a button, right? And you go to that you and you can hone in on the specific theme parks that you're at and then go to the entertainment or the shows um, drop down and see a lot of it there. There is so much entertainment there that um, I think that that's something that you can do too. That's a good point. Yeah, Scott and I really talked about how, especially even like the bands, like during the Food and Wine Festival, Flower and Garden Festival, yeah, there's true. such a value add to your to your day. You know, mm -hmm. at Epcot, for example, you know, just going to see that. So, Ricky, anything you would add to that? Like, um, I'm I was thinking kind of like some of the stuff at Disney Springs because I feel like that's stuff that people kind of ignore a lot. So you know you could go bowling at Splitsville, or you could do the balloon, um, or you could do the um, boat, you know, at um, the boathouse, you know. So something like that I feel like is something that people kind of forget exists, um, and they you know it's it's a really great experience to get to do. So. The balloon, nothing scares me. I've never done that. Oh, it's things. so much fun. I, fun. I, yeah. I mean, you're tethered. It's not I like know. you're going anywhere. If that thing comes loose, dude, you're going to end up in Africa. You're not going to end up anywhere. It is tethered. <laughs> that thing scares They check me. it every day. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I got weird. I just started flying, and I love it. But give me give me, a, give me, me a few more years. I might get in that balloon. Uh -huh. We'll see. That thing sways. I mean, when it's windy. I mean, it does thing, sway. <laughs> but again, you are tethered. I know. It's fine. That's all right. Okay, so that's going to do it for today's question. Do you have a question? Send those in to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Put list of questions at the header. We'll get to those on next week's show. Don't forget, you can now catch the shows as we record live on YouTube and Facebook, but also Twitch to search for the Be Our Guest Podcast and on Twitter to search for Be Our Guest Mike and give a follow on those locations. And you'll get a notification when we go live. We'd love to have you join us as we record the shows. It's a lot of fun. We'd love to have you here. Don't forget our shows always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. So check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. We'd love to help you plan that 2024 package, which comes out on May 31st. So just a couple of short weeks away. Got to hang tight. I know. People are getting antsy. So are we, but we're going to take care of it. Two short weeks, 14 days. I don't know how many hours that is, but it's not many, but we'll take care of you. But again, don't, hey, don't wish away 2023. We still got the summer. We got the fall. Great time to visit. You got the Halloween party. You got Christmas time. You got all those great things in 2023. So don't just look past that people. No, 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 no. 2023 is still available. You can book that right now. You don't have to wait two weeks for that. Of course, you got Disneyland. I hear somebody on this podcast is going to Disneyland here next month. That's going to be fun. It is true. Jealous. Dude, I'm so jealous. So jealous. 
And I'm saying, get out to Disneyland. Sail with Disney Cruise Line. I mean, a hundred of us are going to sail on the Disney Wish here in July. But if you're not sailing with us, doesn't mean you can't. I mean, you could intentionally probably not sail with us. You could sail without us and have a good time. Sail Disney Cruise Line. See the world with adventures by Disney. Whatever it is, just swing by the magicforless.com. We'll take care of you. No additional cost to use. Check them out today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link. It's brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. That supports everything we do throughout the year. And become a patron of the show. Patreon.com slash brguestpodcast. You guys make all these shows possible. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. Again, patreon.com slash podcast. All right, give Pam a follow on social media at TMFLT Pam. Ricky's at Ricky Nibs. I'm at BR Guest Mike. And join us this Sunday night for a live show. It's called the BOGP Open Line. Scott joins me, and we take your calls on all the locations. And we'll have a good time. So join us at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, Sunday night for the BOGP Open Line. All right, we're going to be back again on Friday, and we're going to be talking about sleeper counter service restaurants around Walt Disney World. Maybe a place you haven't thought about for a long time that needs to be on your radar on your next trip. I'm looking forward to this because I need this for July. I, I like to think about, oh man, I haven't thought about that place in five years. And I got to get there because there's some kind of thing on the menu that I want to check out that I haven't even thought about. Maybe we'll do that for your upcoming trip. All right. So for Pam and Ricky, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.